slipped in behind Florenzi now. Ronaldo! Oh! Cristiano Ronaldo! This is Views from the Touchline. Welcome back to Views from the Touchline, your weekly insight into the beautiful game. I'm Billy Rogers, your host, and alongside me is Alan Smith, my co-host. Alan, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Can't wait to get started. Fine Tuesday afternoon on September 19th, obviously. You know, it's going to be a, a different upload time for us this week. It's going to be a midday upload, you know, around uh, 3 or 4 o'clock to get, to get this online. It's game day, baby. Actually, yeah. I mean, that's the reason why. I have a night game tonight at Goucher. A big game for us. Yeah, you know, oh. McDaniel Soccer looking yeah. to go 6-0, and actually. Yep. Kind of a, a shout-out to our program. We actually, if we win today... It'd be our first time being 6-0 in like 60 years, our coach told us the other day. You guys got big stuff coming. Big make, stuff Make coming. history, actually. Yeah. My first time making history with the program, you know. Uh, we, we, we won against uh, your sign on our first conference yep. on Saturday. You, you guys, not slaughtered, but you had a great time with that. <laughs> I mean, 4-2 win. I was actually looking at it um, from the like online view. And whoever was putting the information in for that game actually put your sign as having four goals to nothing at halftime. Are you serious? Yeah, and I was like... Well, this doesn't seem right because last last year when we played them, we were pretty dominant. It was it was, it was tied. It yeah. was tied, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm sort of glad you guys are in this in this forum. We're in this forum to sort of see you guys excel yourselves, maybe get a get a good stance in the conference. You know, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I think that beating beating your size was a big step for us. You know, I it, being here my junior year now, I think this is my first conference game I've actually I've won at the school. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of cool to say because, you know, this is, like, a really big year for us. And, like, if we keep pushing that like this, like, who knows where we could go for, for possibly down the season. this is also not only the men's soccer team, but also the football team is having a great year as well. I think this is the most wins they've had in the start of a season for also 30-plus yeah. <laughs> years, something like that. It's just history being yeah. made across the board. Yeah. All right, well, I mean, that's enough about McDaniel, obviously. Right. But, you know, just some news for, uh, from views from Touchline fans here. We're actually uh, officially on iTunes. It happened, uh, I think it was this Monday, uh, last Monday. Last Monday, yeah. You put, so, the, you put the request in, so, I mean, we're on that platform now, so you guys should uh, get, some, get some views on there, get some sub- subscribers subscribe, going. Subscribe, you know, give, yeah. us a, give us a rating, any of a, a review, obviously, too, it gives us more, yeah, more get viewers. Us, get us some stars on there. If you get us some stars, we can uh, um, sort of elevate ourselves onto the main page at some point, That would be really cool. You know, see us, see our logo right on the main iTunes page. Right. That, that would be so awesome. You, know, you never know. Uh, yep. Also, I want to quickly give a shout-out to my dad, Bill Rogers. Thank he you, actually, Bill. Uh, uh, it's actually, I won't say, say exactly what, but, you know, he's, he's providing the essential resources for us to help our podcast grow, obviously. Yep. And it, it can't be said enough that, you know, we, we kind of hit a roadblock at the end of last week. With SoundCloud with, going with down. With SoundCloud, go, yeah. You know, but now we have, have the issue fixed. And shout out to him. He's really helping us out with this. It's, it's huge for us, obviously. And he'll provide us to now give us, you know, these weekly uploads. And even past that, we can go to, you know, bi-weekly or, not bi- I shouldn't say bi- I should say more than, more than once a week. Like twice a week. Twice a week at some point. Special episodes, yeah. obviously. Like, I, think in the, I think in our spring semester, it should be a lot easier with you not having such a hectic yeah, schedule, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then we can give you guys special episodes on, you know, if there's like a big game that we want to talk oh, yeah. about by itself. That's when the Champions you know, League is really heating up. And, uh, if, yeah, if there's a Champions League final where just a ton of stuff happens or yep. just a, a crazy week we could separate into two episodes, who knows? Yeah. But I just give a quick shout-out to him. You know, we couldn't do this without him now because this has given us a platform to push off of where we can now, you know... This is why our episode this week is named Ascension. Exactly. It's because we're, yes. we're taking the steps up to being... A more, a more main provider to our to our people to get to the product to, yeah, to get yeah. to get the product out there to sort of get you guys more available 
to seeing our stuff. So. so as Alan said, episode three is titled Ascension. Yep. And, you know, we, we like making these titles, something to do with us, but at the same time going on in the world of soccer. So obviously, like, yep. just like last week where we had, you know, Survival of the Fittest, where you have the, the big teams getting back to winning ways, you know, it's more of just these teams climbing the table. You know, it's the week, what is it, like week four, match week four, five? Match week five. Four, four and five. Four I'm and probably, five between yeah. that. Each, That's... each league is different, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, it's cool to see, you know, the, the big teams starting to climb up again and up again. And you'll see, like, the regulation of the table where you have, like, your big teams from one to five, one to six. Just like, in, in, I mean, then you have, like, the Spanish league where it's, like, Barca, Madrid. Barca, Madrid. Atletico where it's, like, yeah. one to three. And, you know, you have the, the, the regulation where the teams are where they should be and that's kind of like you know ascending where you know you're rising up to a yeah. bigger level just like we are too we're ascending obviously we're ascending we're ascending into our podcast so let's get into this thing cool okay well then uh, enough of that enough of the background with us yep. but uh, um, what is the purpose of our episode today? so today's episode we're going to talk about this last week's fixtures the uh, brewing tension between Neymar and Cavani you saw what happened with the free kick situation and the PK and the PK yeah. as well um, and this is the first episode that we're gonna have listeners from our inst- or not our Instagram yeah, but our Twitter, Twitter say, yeah. from our Twitter to that had opinions on the, the Champions League and a comparison that was made between Christian Pulisic, Messi, and Ronaldo. Yeah. So. I mean that was awesome to see. Obviously, um, you guys are more than welcome to you know get at us on Twitter. Yeah, at us. Come on. I mean, we're on Instagram now. I made the Instagram the other yeah. day. Yeah. So that's that's a platform now open for you know opinions and stuff. And you're more than welcome to, you know, submit content or just just tweet us because if you tweet us, you're more likely to get featured on this, obviously. We've had two tweets now that we saw that were very, like, yep. very great talking points that we're going to talk about today now. Yep. So, I mean, um, just some social media to get connected with Views from the Touchline on social media. Follow us on Twitter at ViewsFTTL. Same on Instagram at ViewsFTTL. And you can search our Facebook page by typing Views from the Touchline in the search bar. And finally, to read all the latest articles on our blog, navigate to viewsftl.wordpress.com. And uh, I want to quickly mention, too, one of our other contributors, Raul Escobar. He'll be posting an article later this week, so watch out for that. Yeah, and hopefully a future guest of ours. Or Definitely, yeah. He's yeah, not, yeah. not even a guest, so hopefully a, a contributor as well. I, you know, I mean, as of right, right now, yeah, he's, he's a big he's, – he's had, I think, two articles to the blog now. And yep. he, he actually helped me found, uh, found the blog in the first yep. place. He was one of the ones with the, the views from the Touchline name. That was a lot, a lot yep. from Raul. So, uh, just definitely give him a mention here, and we'll definitely try to get him on the show in the coming weeks once his schedule frees up. You know, he's very busy scoring a lot of goals. Oh, he, this kid's on fire, man. What is he got? What is it? Six, six goals in five six games. In five games. Yeah. He's on Cavani's level at yeah. this point for so collegiate. Two small, <laughs> two, two small chats there to rally my dad, yeah. obviously. Uh, you know, very, very close to us. Um, yeah, but uh, Alan, how can they follow uh, us on, uh, on social media as well? Well, they can follow us. Um, well, you first, obviously. Oh, follow me. They can follow me at Alan Dragon. That's on, on Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. And also for Instagram, you can follow me at alan.smith.22. And I'll post, I post a lot of things about our blog, or not our blog, but our podcast. And I post a lot of things about maybe my life that you guys cool. would like to see an insight on. Well, that- I mean, then for me, too, you can follow me on Twitter at BillyRogersAFC. And on LinkedIn, at William Rogers, you know, I'm always in this for, for the professional game, for the connections. I'm all about that, you know. Uh, but, yeah, but moving on, though, let's, let's, get this, let's get this going. What are our top three stories of the week, Alan? Top three stories. So we mentioned this before in our, in yeah, just, our just, introduction. Just run, run, run through them real quick, yeah, and so, we'll talk about so, it more in depth. So the first one is the name where Cavani, like, row over PK free kick situation with him, with Neymar essentially wanting to take both of those opportunities and not even considering Cavani 
being that option. Okay. And you're going to see Danny Alves in that situation. Yeah. Okay, well, next story. In the next story, yeah. Uh, Dembele's, Usman Dembele, obviously, he actually got injured for Barcelona. He's out for three or four months, which is a huge blow for them. After signing this kid for over, what, 100 million pounds? 100 million pounds, And man. he's now out for almost four months. So, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about how they'll cope with that. Yep. And our what's our last final story? Last final story is the, the top story, I should say. Clone fans storming the Emirates. That was that was crazy. That's crazy, and I don't. That's it's crazy. I just don't. I don't see. You don't see those Bundesliga teams getting aggressive like that, do you? Yeah, I mean, I, you definitely see it in in smaller countries yeah. where you know if you have like very ultra fans who are very yeah. fanatic. Um, I mean, that's probably not as much in, in England. You should be. No, you should say, see but it more in Serbia with the Partizan and Red Star Belgrade. Definitely. Oh, yeah. that, those guys. The people are. Insane. Those are crazy. <laughs> that's their, that's some of those. That's their life. What they do over yeah. there with that. Okay, the so hooligan. so let's let's quickly let's brush over the uh, let's talk about the Neymar and Cavani uh, the row right now. Do you think that Neymar was justified? You know, to to try to take that ball away to take that PK. I mean, he's he's making almost twice as much as Cavani is. So, think, but do you think do you think, do you think he determines? should? Have? I mean, he seems like he's the poster boy now for PSG with being that money man. You know, he's he sort of has that has that power to to put over Cavani. But then again, Cavani was there was at PSG before he was obviously. So it should give him some sort of seniority to take those. And he he is after all he is the. Uh, He's the main striker, and yeah. usually, I mean, your main striker takes your penalty kicks, yeah. obviously. and like, his consistency is on fire right now. And if he keeps up with this, if Cavani keeps up with the consistency, I think that he could be a golden boot contender. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but yeah. I, I, I don't think that, I don't think Neymar was, you know, too justified over going for this ball, because I think that your number nine, obviously, I mean, you sh- should take your, your PKs. Of course. And that's, if Cavani is the best taker, that, that's something that's kind of, that, that kind of blows my mind, because shouldn't a team like PSG... Shouldn't you shouldn't you know that uh what's it called that a, a uh, that in training you should decide your PK taker? Yep. I mean, at the end of training they usually training, like way you go and take of, it of the game. Yeah, you go yeah, and take so. them after training usually, right? You, you take those free kicks and you take those penalties after that, training. Yeah, so that that just kind of blows my mind how you know this is an issue in the first place. Like I get I get the free kick. Because you know free kicks are probably something that both players could take. Yeah, I get that, but you know PKs like shouldn't you have a set PK taker mm-hmm. who who's getting the ball? It should have been discussed in the locker room right before the game. Yeah, obviously. Yes. I, I don't. I, I, that blows my mind how this is an issue. You know these guys are professionals. Like they should solve it. Like you, you saw this article on ESPN FC. You know before recording. Neymar this, how, wants Cavani out. Uh, Neymar wants Cavani out apparently, and he unfollow and Neymar unfollowed Cavani on Instagram. Apparently, that's, that's insane. Like from I, what I've heard, and I don't think that's right. I mean that's a little childish. No, well, obviously, I, I think the whole situation is childish. They're yeah. professionals. They should. This shouldn't be an issue in the first place. Like I said, like this should be something that should be discussed between the coach and the players, mm-hmm. and it should be done with. Like, and also, I have that opinion on Neymar. He wanted to leave that shadow from Suarez, Messi, when we talked about it in the first episode, right? Yeah. And I feel like he wants to be that main stage man. He wants to be that guy. All right, I'm going to take the free kicks, take the penalties. I might even. I'm going to take most of the corners too. Like he like he did, he almost actually scored a. a, a he, went, he went for goal. Yeah, he went for goal yeah, in the Olympics. Oh, yeah, this past weekend. So I feel like he needs to find himself in that team where he's gonna. He needs to find his happy place where he's not taking advantage of every opportunity, every set piece, every dead ball. He needs to sh- spread the wealth with his teammates, you know. Because then, if if he consistently looks to take all those kicks, he's gonna become an enemy at that place. Not to the fans, but to his teammates. To his teammates. To yeah. his teammates. Especially, especially in Cavani, who's been such a big goal scorer for them so far. You know, 
you've seen the duo like we talked about. You've seen the duo of, of May, uh, Mbappe and Neymar, obviously uh, being so they're expensive. Clicking. They're clicking, which is a good thing. But yeah, they're both very expensive but you, players. But you have to say that. But Cavani, you know, this this shouldn't be an issue because you know if you lose Cavani over you know his attitude or something or just not wanting to be a part of uh, Neymar's teammate, obviously, then like you lose a big goal scorer because he scored seven goals in six games. Or some yeah. crazy thing where you know he's he's been the the main goal scorer of Neymar, Mbappe, and Cavani, the trio right there, obviously. So you know, I don't think that. This should be an issue. I think this should be solved by Una Emery, obviously, and that it should be done. And it should that, be. That it should, should honestly be it. If I mean, we all know. I, I mean, not we all know, but most of us know that it's not going to play out. Like, all right, Neymar and Cavani are going to sit down and have a conversation like this. It's not going to happen no, like that. They're they're such. They probably have such big egos, you know, with the amount of money they're being paid. That obviously that it's that's not. I mean, I think in order for that to happen, the coach will have to pull them into the office and say, yeah. "Listen, you guys, sit here. Who's taking the PKs? You know, or just have something in training where they." Do a PK contest, or yeah, something, some, some, something like that, something bizarre. <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. It, and you see uh, Cavani in his past, in his last team with Napoli, being a very big contributor through PKs. Most of his most of his goals were PKs at that point. Was one of his final seasons at Napoli. So yeah. it seems that he is that set taker for PKs. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll see how that how that plays out um, coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, hopefully, next PK that happens for PSG, we'll see who who goes to take it. It's the same situation. Yep. If it's you know, we'll be able to see that there's definitely a solution. If you know, you see one person definitely take up the uh, step up to take it. Obviously, mm-hmm. we'll be able to tell if that's been if that's been resolved right away. So I mean, I'll be definitely looking forward to that. Of course. Uh, our next big story was the uh, Usman Dembele injury for Barcelona. My big question for this though, how will Barcelona cope with this? Um, you know, what's is this an issue for them, or is this just a, a setback? You know, in his in his progress as a, as a player coming up. Or I mean, what do you think? Is it- I think that, I think that Dembele, that situation with Dembele is very unfortunate for him, you know. And I feel like. But do you think it's a setback for Barcelona? I don't think it's a setback for Barcelona because they also have Gerard Delafeu, and even Denis Suarez. And Denis Suarez scored, scored actually yeah. against uh, this weekend, yeah. But uh, I, I mean, that, that might, I just think that we, we talked about this in the first episode. Is, is the amount of money you pay for these guys? You, you have you need insurance at this at this rate because you yeah. paid. 140 pounds to this guy, and he, he goes and gets injured for, for four months in, what, three games of And you expect him to be healthy. And you expect him to be healthy, healthy coming in from his preseason with Dortmund. I mean, all right, maybe he didn't go to training that one day or that one week, two weeks, something like that, before he signed with uh, Barcelona. So yep. that might have actually Could have affected him, stale, yeah. staled him up in the legs a little bit. And maybe coming into training with Barcelona, it's a little diff- different up there, the technical aspect of the game is a lot higher than the physical is demanding so i mean i mean so my opinion i think that overall for barcelona the club uh it's not a setback because you know they have such great players who yeah. can come in and who can come their in depth play. is very having, good yeah having messi and suarez you know on what if you throw in someone else obviously like of quality it's it's you're still you'll be fine like they're still gonna win games so you're still messi and uh, suarez i mean we have barcelona playing at four o'clock day against ibar at home, I mean, probably will be. That's going to be easy. <laughs> they could easily play their 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 depth yeah. in that game. I yeah, mean, so I mean, that that should be no worries. Uh, I'm just more concerned for Dembele's development as a player because you know he's missing four crucial months now of you know building up the Champions League, building up to the, the, I mean, the Spanish whatever League Cup, mm-hmm. you know, the these super, big games. Yeah, yeah. probably missed. He'll probably miss a Clasico. I think I mean, probably the first. He half might. Of he's going to miss the first Clasico. I, I think so. Yes. I mean, I think that's just like. Personally, for him, that definitely is like a big setback where he's not going to have these like what well, he was promised to have these four months. I mean, it was going to be he, he was supposed to be that that main player on that attacking trio for them. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, potential. Potential main player. Main player. For that. He, yeah, he learns from Messi and Suarez. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, he'll definitely get back into it after being injured. But, I mean, I just think that is such a huge setback for him in terms of just his potential with Barcelona. Just That's that's just a big blow for him. But. Yeah, it's going to be painful for him to sit, sit down on the bench and be in recovery and look at the games and be like, gosh, well, what happens now that I'm giving the opportunities to other players like Dennis Suarez, as you said, and Jared Delefeu, Delefeu, excuse me. Yeah, I so, mean, they, they aren't worth... The amount of money he was worth, but you still you never know in terms of if they if they start playing so well that it could be you know he's, he could be he's, out of the picture. He's a young he's a not out of the picture, but you know he's a young guy where he might struggle coming back. Uh, you know, uh-huh. with, with all the pressure of having to perform against these guys who just perform very well. He's a professional, so that's his job to sort of set himself. Okay, true. I mean, yeah. I, I do think he, he, he's – yeah, okay, true. Fair enough. I, I just do – my opinion, though, I think that, you know, being a young player, though, he will have trouble coming back in the team after these guys have – His confidence for, will be knocked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Our last main story of the week was uh, the uh, Cologne fans storming the Emirates on Thursday night during Arsenal's first Europa League game, which they actually won 3-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, was, I was shocked. Yeah, I was, was going to ask you, as an Arsenal fan, I didn't. Ex- I was going to say to you, I wouldn't expect a, a Bundesliga team, like I said before, that I, I wouldn't expect gonna, any team period. Any team period, you're going to storm into the Emirates and act like it's a war zone. I mean, so just to give you guys a little background, if you guys didn't know what we're talking about, uh, the uh, Dortmund, not Dortmund, I should say, uh, Cologne fans, uh, when they played Arsenal on Thursday in Europe League, they actually brought more fans than they were allocated to the, uh, for Arsenal's tickets yes. for uh, being, being let into the game. And these fans without tickets took, took it in their own hands, and they tried to actually break down the barricades and get into the Emirates without a ticket, which yeah. obviously didn't fly. Break the glass. And it, yeah, and it created lots of panic, uh, you know, especially with the level of the threat of, of terrorism, obviously, in Europe at this point right now, which has to be said because, you know, although it's just a soccer game, with all that panic and all, all like that's everything that's going city on, that's London. Yeah, that's y- London. Exactly, but you, I, I think it was kind of kind of scary because you know days later there was actually a, a, a terrorist attack in the uh, London subway, which is, is, is scary because you know I always think about back to uh, back to the the France game when the uh, during the attacks on uh, outside the stadium, obviously, and uh, it, just though that that crazy massacre that there was. Oh my! It, it just it scares me because you know it's it's always the issue of security soccer games because. Yes, there's a large police presence, but, you know, it's just a very large – it's a soft target. It's a soft target because no one is really expecting any team like that, especially from a Bundesliga team, like I said, to come into that area and sort of be, okay, we're going to run down the street and make sure no one – everyone knows we're here and that you guys are playing at home aren't welcome. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying I'm saying a soft target in terms of where you know it's it's so many people who are paying attention on soccer who could possibly be intoxicated, whereas someone who has bad motives who uh, is looking yeah, to, the, to a more violent aspect, inflict violence or celebratory violence, where they in could that easily aspect. you know get into that crowd of people and and do something such precisely. as precisely. No, yeah, you're right. That, that's where just that's where you're going. Yeah, that that's it, it's that. just very scary. And I think that it definitely is worth a mention because. You know, it 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 is potential. To, it has potential to happen, and I think that it, it always yeah always has that potential to be. I saw I saw Murdersacker. Uh, he actually got interviewed after the game, and one of the first things he said uh, when asked about the incident was, uh, "The first thing he thought was, oh, my family's okay." Yeah. And which is kind of even you think about that though, and it's just like, you know, even though it's his family, and they're probably somewhere in a posh. Uh, what's called skybox at some point in Emirates. There's obviously the danger of you know they probably thought of this other stuff happening because mm-hmm. why would you be scared about your family if you're in a posh skybox? Yeah, world? like you think about the actual. You're gonna go down to the ground level the after the yeah, game. Of an attack happening, yep. where, you know, just that panic, you, something could happen. Obviously. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I mean I agree with that. That's a very good point. That 
yes, Murder Sacker and a lot of those players' fan, like family members are sort of in a dangerous situation after the game, leaving the stadium. Excuse me, leaving the stadium, and sort of having that um, that influence of intoxicated football hooligan always, type yeah, player, yeah. especially from you know a country that's not London. Mm-hmm. I mean, or England, I should say. Yeah. Um, okay, well, enough of that. It's a little, it's a little dark. Yeah, sorry. Went off in a little... Uh, <laughs> right, that's fine. I, I think I that... Mean, it's it good. had to be touched on this week. Yeah, right? def- definitely. definitely. It, it was a very, on. very big uh, big story, especially seeing Arsenal back in the Europa League. You know, that was kind of depressing, I guess. <laughs> Have, hasn't been there for, what, like seven, 18 years, I think? Something like that. Years. Yeah, 18 years. Yeah, something like so that. It, it was very, you know, very uh, disheartening to see that, obviously. But, uh, well, moving on, though. Let's talk about our matches from last week. We were looking forward to, obviously, the, the Spurs-Dormant game, the Man U-Everton game, and the PSG-Leon game. First off, Spurs-Dormant. Spurs won 3-1 at home in the Champions League. What do you think? Was that surprising to you? Do you I, mean, you, I thought that Dortmund were going to win that game. I mean, so, so did I, obviously. I said that was my prediction. I think yeah. I said 2-1 also. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, what, do you think that... Uh, I saw those first two goals. It was Harry Kane and, and Son. Obviously, that keeper was... His near post was wide open both times. And he, it he, it he, was a weird situation with that. I don't know what the goalkeeper is thinking. I guess he was sort of deer in headlights at that point and sort of like oh well I'm here there we go there I, we go I think that I don't know what that was about it would definitely be interesting to see how Dorman rebound against they play they Real Madrid next week in the Champions League so, so they got a bigger test than that That's, exactly even than Spurs too so, I yeah. mean, they, they, they are at home uh, give or take they're, they're at home against Real Madrid but still I think it will be a huge huge uh, rebound for them against a and team like Real Madrid it's and a I, big I th- test for Harry Kane what do you, what do you, what do you see uh, in terms of the Spurs Dorman and Madrid group uh, what's the do you know the fourth team Oh, it's Applewell. It's honestly. Applewell, yeah. Who, who do you? Uh, how do you? How do you see that group coming out in the end? Wow. Well, Dortmund. Well, this past weekend, this past week's performance didn't really show much. They had one dangerous attack, which was the first half. Made that. Made that first this slice. The goal. That, the that goal. The, was, oh, was, it was a brilliant nice. goal. Top left corner. It was a great shot, but you're not. Fin- I mean, do you think Real Madrid will win the group? Yes. Yes. But then do you see Spurs or Dortmund finishing second? We got to see how. I, I think obviously seeing Spurs win now will yeah. You know, we got to see. We got to see the fire of saying yeah. Spurs might finish second in this group. Yeah, obviously. we got to see how they perform against um, Real Madrid because if they get that draw, they're sort of set in place for that because they haven't played. Tottenham have not played Applewell yet, right? Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be like a good refresher for them after being coming from a high intensity game like the Real Madrid game. Okay. So I feel like that it it would be Real Madrid, Tottenham, Dortmund, Applewell. That's okay. how I think. The- okay, wow, Dortmund third place. Well, yeah. I, I think that you know Spurs always get to that. Being an Arsenal fan, you know, just insert a little bias here. Uh, I think Spurs always get to that that one step, and they're about to go to the next one, and it's like Choke. oh, back down yep. two steps. So I mean, personally, I don't think Spurs will win. The, will get out of the group. I think they'll finish third. Okay. Because I don't think Spurs will beat will beat uh, Madrid, obviously, and then you know you could have their their uh, annual choke where they will maybe lose Applewell away from home. Who, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there are there are there's are there are games like that that usually occur in the champion in this yeah. group of the Champions League. So oh, interesting. All right, our next big game was the Man U Everton game. Obviously, they finished four 0 to Man U. They ran right in the last two yep. minutes. That was crazy to see because I I don't think honestly that four zero score reflected that the game didn't reflect the game whatsoever. Everton Everton did not play that bad. You know they had a lot of chances. Um, I, I think Rooney played very average, very, pretty poor. I mean, he's honestly finishing wise. He, he had a lot of chances to to score against the hair that just hit. He made obviously easy saves. But yeah, he did. Should have should have I mean uh, challenged the hair more. Obviously, that was kind of disappointing to see him not score. But uh, what do you think of Lukaku celebrating after when he scored? I was celebrating twice, first for the goal and then second for the assist. What do you think about that? I mean, he's at home. He's with his new club. He's not at he's not at um, Goodison Park. Goodison Park. So. He sort of has every right to, but you never know nowadays with football the amount of respect that goes in to uh, 
to former teams is sort of diminishing at the moment, you know? Then I should ask, though, do you think that when Man U come to, to play uh, Everton at Goodison Park, you know, in the, in the reverse fixture, do you think that Rooney has the right to celebrate then against, if he scores against Man U at, at Goodison Park? It's his, it's his first club. It's his first team that he's ever played for. They gave him the opportunity to play at the at the Premier League level, you know? Has so, Lukaku just played for Everton, though, also? Yes, but it's sort of flip-flop. You could say yes and no, but... Rooney, the type of player that he is, he has more class about himself. He has more history with both clubs than Lukaku has with Man United, you know. So it's more of I seeing I see Rooney being more classy towards the Man United interesting, fans. Interesting. I, you know, I, I think that this, you know, pricks a, a nerve in me because being an Arsenal fan, you've had players like Van Persie who've, who've left and scored against Arsenal. Yeah, and then Adebayor. And Fabregas, Adebayor, all these players who have actually had these high-profile high, high profile, uh, transfers to leave Arsenal and they end up scoring against Arsenal and then celebrating or not celebrating obviously in mm-hmm. terms of like Fabregas he was pretty much he was very respectful he, respectful of that you know against Czech when Czech had the bad pass and he chipped Czech he knew he knew that at that time it was sort of like alright I gotta sort of yeah. so, comment you know, that's just something that I have to comment on because I think that being an Arsenal fan I do see this a lot and you know I do get pretty pretty angry when these players do choose to celebrate because you should have class about it because yeah. I mean, they gave me the opportunity to play at their club, and they welcomed you with open arms. To pay arms. you and the fans? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay, cool. Well, we'll see you. That I think it would be definitely would be, would be interesting to see then how Rudy responds if he does score against Man U in the reverse fixture coming up soon. But uh, our, our last match that we're looking forward to is the PSG Lyon game. We touched on this with the, uh, the name Mark Cavani incident, obviously, with the, uh, with the, uh, the arguing of the PK and the free kick. But, yep. uh, you know, overall, what do you think of the game? Did you, did you watch it all? Or? Um, I saw snippets of it. Snippets? Yeah. I mean, I saw the... The first goal, I think before we we did our recording session, yeah. we we did the we did our setup and I watched a little bit of the highlights. And I was I was back and forth actually. I was watching the Madrid game, the same time I was watching the PSG right. game. So they were happening at the same time. Yeah, I want to say the Madrid game kicked off 15 minutes earlier. Okay, so I was kind of back and forth you know, on the audio and stuff. But uh, you know, I I thought that was a very cagey game, and uh, you know, Mbappe he looked good. His pace is he's very good pace. He was yeah. I mean, I saw that highlight of him getting across that player to, to, through the left side of him and coming into the into the center of the goal and sort yeah. of giving that lucky deflection that he got that oh, for, shot for a hit for the own goal for, yeah. for the own goal. Yeah. So I thought that you know that should definitely give him a, a, a month or so and he'll chip that ball and that'll be his goal. Yeah, easily. I mean he no, no contest. His confidence. I mean, saying his confidence is high right now. Oh but, my god, some flicks he had. Yeah, he had, he had some really nice moves. He had one where he had this little. Three or four step over scissors, yeah. and he kind of faked it right, and then he did a little like pullback. An, he did like an Aka movement, like doubled the quick two and then, touch. Yeah, and then, then he, yeah, and then he pa- passed the ball, you know, like a little back heel down. Right. And they almost scored off it actually too. So I mean, that was, I, I think that his confidence is definitely there for people to see. And, you know, yeah. he, he's so young, you having that kind of confidence and pace. He just needs to cement him in that side. He just needs to cement himself and sort of I mean, be he'll like get all, he'll get all the chance. They yeah. Won't, they won't bench a player like he's, that of his quality and the amount of money they pay for him. He won't. Do you think ever. he'd win the Golden Boy Award for this year? For in terms of goal scoring? Not well, not goal scoring, but overall as the, as the talent he is. Um, I mean, the other person that's running for that is Marcus Rashford. Do you see him winning that over Marcus Rashford at this point? I really think that it all depends on the season he has at PSG. You know, okay. Uh, Marcus Rashford, he's a great player and he's great, great talent. But I think like someone as high profile as Mbappe who had such a great year last year. Right, in the Champions I think if, League. If, if he repeats that again, then easily, yeah, he should be able to win yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree because you see that Mbappe went off in the Champions League last year. Yeah, well, cool. I mean, uh, Mbappe itself, let's talk a little bit about, about PSG. Uh, um, the incident? And their defense. No, or we're not, about, oh, but, or we got to touch the incident. I, I think that, you know, it was interesting to actually see PSG against an actual, an actual team, I should say. Yeah. Because, you know, Celtic was probably... 
at Celtic, away Celtic was probably one of the toughest games yet my, until this. I mean, yeah, Lyon is one of the best teams in France, obviously, compared yep. to PSG, maybe Monaco, obviously. Um, but, you know, I think it was definitely a cool to see them play against a tougher opponent, and they only scored two goals. I mean, both own goals, obviously. So Yeah, I mean, you get lucky sometimes with that game. I mean, it was a... I feel like... Definitely did deserve to win, Yeah, though, I mean, you saw that the, the, the final third of Leon's atta- or the, the attacking aspect of Leon's attack was... Um, they had a lot of space going forward because you saw Thiago Silva get up on, on set plays. You saw Thiago Mata sort of sit higher than he usually does because he wanted to ping the ball to either Neymar, Mbappe, yeah. or Cavani. So you saw that there was a lot of space in, in the midfield for... So I'll, I'll tie this into... I'll go ahead and finish. For Fakir and Depay to get forward, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, they look like a decent team. I think that, you know, they definitely should have gotten something out of that game. At first, I mean, maybe the first half, you know, they hit the post, I, the crossbar, I saw mm-hmm. it as well. So, I mean, I think that, I mean, they did pretty decent, but, I mean, you can definitely see PSG does have some weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they only scored two own goals, give or take. I'd probably say that first one, take that away and take the PK. And you'd probably say it's a 2-1 game, 1-1 game. game. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, well, I'm going to tie this a little bit into the Madrid game, which I watched, obviously. I want to comment on this Okay, yeah, I want to see your aspect on that. I thought, you know, it was 3-1 final against Sociedad. They played away at Sociedad. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they actually did a good job. of. They didn't play Ronaldo because he was obviously suspended from the, uh, the red card against Barcelona. And, uh, you know, I thought without him it was uh, Mayoral, Bale, and uh, what's his face? Pimple guy? Oh, Asensio. Asensio. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That story... Oh my gosh! I don't know if you guys heard of this, and sorry to, to drift off a little bit, but I heard that uh, Marco Asensio didn't play because he had a inf- this was champ- against Applewell yeah. against Applewell because he had an infection on his leg from shaving his legs, and he had a little pimple that was hurting him when he would pull up a sock. And I've never heard of that in my entire time as European as, people. As, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess so. I guess the infection can sort of hurt you. It's like a pinch, I guess. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, I mean, where I wanted to tie this in, yeah. Though, I, I, I want to say you commented on uh, Thiago Silva on PSG, obviously, you know, getting forward as a center back. Right. My my thing here is, I was watching the game a lot, and you see Sergio Ramos, the first goal actually, he tried another bicycle kick, which fell, oh, yeah, which fell to Myral, who, who poked it in, obviously. Yeah. But you know, it, it is very interesting to see these defenders, who modern defenders, obviously, who get forward so much. And uh, another one too for Madrid was Danny Carvajal. This guy makes runs up up the right oh. hand side like no one else. He's a machine. But the problem though is you see Sociedad they counterattack and they hit these crosses far over to the back post and Carvajal is nowhere to be seen. You know their their first goal actually came from the cross to back cross, post. Back he post. hit it first time and yep. Kaelin Alvarez saved it obviously, but still they had a bunch of chances from like this back post cross because you know you've Carvajal booking it forward and he doesn't get back sometimes because he's such an attacking right back. But I thought that was very interesting to see. But in, in the end. I think Bale made the difference. His goal, you see his goal. Oh my! He ran about sixty yards. Yeah, he was apparently ran about thirty-five kilometers an hour for that goal. And then that just depth left That's foot chip that was very impressive. Just a little but, you dink. Know, I think you'll see Bale go back to his best this year. Uh, he, he'll obviously be a force for Real Madrid. That'll be very interesting to, to, to watch. He got booed again. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, he got booed again. I don't know why, but he got booed again. I don't think that's fair. I, I think that he'll probably come into his own this year. And I think I, I can't wait to see you know Bale, Benzema, Ronaldo at their at their best against you know this Barcelona of Messi, Suarez, and your question mark of Dembele being injured now, like we talked of about. Course. I think it'll be cool to see the first Clasico what happens because you know once all these the new signings and stuff are against, coming you know, to a very, coming to play. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, let's, let's move on a little bit here. Uh, let's talk about our exciting matches for. I mean, let's, let's first brush on our match of the week, our fair match of the week. I'll let you talk about this. A Liverpool fan. All right. Being a Liverpool fan. This... <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I mean, I just talked about the Madrid game, but real quick, our match of the week was actually Liverpool versus Sevilla. It was a 2 2 tie, Champions League, at Liverpool, at Anfield. 
Do you think Liverpool should be taking all three points from this type of uh, Champions League game at home? Of course they should. You think so? Of course they should. And you see, they had more opportunities than... Uh, they had so many more. They had 24 shots versus seven shots. And seven on target versus the two on target. And also a PK. And also a PK. <laughs> that, that rang off the post. And I was sort of saying to myself, that's going to sort of come back and bite them. And it did. Eventually did. Because what happened was, after Firmino bottled that PK... Three, three or four minutes later, Sevilla went down that down that left side, beat the beat that right back Gomez, slotted it across the line and sort of pinged it across the, in in the far post. I'm like, what? Like, you guys gotta you guys gotta sort of make sure you finish those opportunities. That should have been easy three points for us in the Champions League. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say easy, but I should say it should be. It should have been should have been three points. Yeah, excuse yeah, me. Sevilla it shouldn't be a good a good team. Yeah, who, Sevilla who are a good team. A, uh, who give you a match? I was even. At yeah, because you saw Ben Yedder get on the score sheet five minutes in, and then you saw Correa, Correa, sorry, at seventy two minutes get his get his name on the sheet as well for Sevilla. So. I just couldn't. I just couldn't grasp why why they let that slip because it, it sort of was like falling into Liverpool's hands in the final ten, uh, final twenty minutes, thirty minutes until that goal happened. Okay, well, yeah, definitely. And a little, also, sorry for interrupting, no, but no worries, also right? Gomez getting that red card. That was so stupid. That was so dumb. And you saw, and you. I'm not. I'm not sure why Liverpool seems to have the problems with not keeping eleven players on the field. Yeah, you had Mane, yeah, yeah. And Mane, Mane, Mane being sent off in that three-game ban, and now you have Gomez not being able to play. So, I mean, that hurts Liverpool, but it gives other players players opportunities to come in and step in and make that change. So Okay, well, I mean, before we take a break, let's quickly go over our exciting matches for this coming week. Uh, starting off with, once again, Liverpool. Uh, there, I mean, there wasn't too much. I mean, we're, there's not too many big matches to look forward to this week because you have... Obviously, the Champions League that will be posted after our episode on Tuesday. Right. Once again, it'll be Tuesday and Wednesday. Champions League is next week. Obviously, not this week, so we can't go over that. But uh, you know, EPL has some decent games to watch this weekend. You have Leicester, Liverpool. That's going to uh, be well, a Liverpool game. will travel to uh, to Leicester, mm-hmm. which obviously Leicester are always very good at home. Um, what do you What do you think that the score of that game will be? Uh, I think it'll be two one to Liverpool to win away from home. Two win away from home. I think it's funny where you know we always. Predict Liverpool winning, and they always end up tying <laughs> as well. Lost or... Here, look at that Liverpool Man City game. We thought Liverpool. Or you thought Liverpool. I thought do, Liverpool was going to make do a fantastic game. Do great, but <laughs> I mean, power, power. I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna. Power to Man City. They're flying right now. Oh yeah, they're that, flying right that's now. That's six nothing against the Watford, and the Feyenoord as well away from home against Feyenoord. That's two, two games away from home. Ten goals scored. Aguero had what? Three goals. Three goals and then another another goal against uh, against final as well. So yep. we'll talk about it later. Obviously, that's, yep. we'll, we'll that's keep that for later. That's something to come. <laughs> uh, our next match will be Stoke versus Chelsea. Um, I mean, this is a big game for me. I put this one down because I think that you know Chelsea travel Stoke. So obviously, Stoke are obviously very resolute at home. The meme time. And, and they've and they've they've taken points from Arsenal. They they had a one zero win over Arsenal at home, and then they actually tied Man U uh, two weeks ago, a week ago, I should say. Two um, two with two promoting having two goals, mm-hmm. so I do think that this will obviously be a good game to watch because always Stoke is always very I should say sorry very um, very entertaining and resolute at home, and they be- definitely do have a good chance of taking points either a draw or uh, taking points from Chelsea. Yeah. So what do you think about score wise that game? I think it'll be a one one, one one, a simple one one because you see Shakiri, Shakiri, um, Hesse, and Chupo Moting up top or in that attacking place for. Stoke for them to get that those opportunities and they sort of do break down teams well 
when they're even counterattack too. That, that counterattack. The goal well. they scored for Arsenal, the single goal was a, just a single ball through for Hesse right the second half, and he yep. just buried, he that just back buried in the net, it. So. Nice, beautiful. Oh, I think it'll be a one-one draw. Honestly, also as well. Okay. I I I have down here one zero. You see, have a one down. Yeah, one. But uh, I think at the end of the day, though, it, it's still a very good at home. Yep. And they they do take points from these big teams, you know, just because of the atmosphere. The way they play, and you know, they, their style obviously doesn't match up with any of these teams now. With the, I mean, they're getting better. I have to say, the players they're bringing in now, who who put the ball on the ground and actually do play, I mean, it does. They give Stoke a different dimension. But you know, when it comes down to still though, Stoke are a very uh, attacking uh, football side. So how about we just take? You want to take a break right now? Yeah, let's take a quick break, real quick, and we'll come back to you guys in one second. Back we're here. back, guys. Uh, we'll finish talking about our matches to watch. Our third one, obviously, you got cut off there at the end, but uh, Atlanta versus LA Galaxy. Going off a little tangent here. You know, we don't usually do MLS. We're, not, we're doing our first domestic review of a game. So or preview, I should say. Preview of a game. Sorry. Alan, what do you think? You know, I'm not a very big MLS fan. Yeah, I, I, mean, I watched the, oh yeah, I actually, I watched almost... the, the Red Bulls Union game, Phil Union, after the uh, PSG game. And I have to say, I almost, I just, I couldn't do it. I, I watched probably 10 minutes, and it was, it ended up being 0-0, obviously. And I was just like, wow, I, I can't watch this. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame you, because I went and saw the Red Bulls play in person. Um, I think it was a week before school started, and I saw the quality between Red Bulls and Orlando, and it was sort of, like, shocking that you see some of these players that are playing, and it's like, but the funny, the funny, wow. thing, yeah. I mean, the funny, the crazy thing to me though is that I still think about it, is that you know all these guys who we watch and say this about about being MLS is these guys still probably played high division one from abroad also. You know, they're still yeah. very they're great they're great players still. It's just like you don't you go from watching like the EPL and all these other great leagues that we watch, and then you go to watching MLS and you kind of compare that. The intensity is a lot different from the European. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, bottom line though, you do think about it though, these guys have played at D one schools, yeah. probably in America, and a lot which of is more intense. I feel like D one athletics, D one soccer is more intense than the MLS. I mean, because it's it's so based on running and it's the physical being, being fitness and just you know press press press. Whereas then you have like the EPL and Spanish league where they sit back and will try to pass and be more methodical, take their time, you know, because the players are professionals and they know many games they have, so they they pace themselves right. and they they build up on that. So obviously, so I mean. You tell us a little about this game. All right, this I'm not, game. So, yeah. so this is the first meeting between Atlanta FC, which is like in a new is the new expan- expansion chain, expansion team in the MLS versus uh, the like the original the OGs of the LA, LA Galaxy. This is the first meeting between them, and so Atlanta is coming back from a wild three three draw with Orlando City, and you see the Galaxy having uh, zero shots against Toronto this past Saturday. So I think that it'll be a great game, and also we saw. I saw that um, Atlanta FC crushed DC United seven nothing the week before, so it should be a very very interesting game in my opinion. So I think that there's a lot of lot of things. This is a game for for MLS fans to look at. This would be the main game for me. This would be a standout game for domestic league. Cool. What's your score prediction then? What do you think? The my score, score prediction will be. Will be uh, um, I think it's going to be three to two to the Atlanta United. Cool. 
Guess my score prediction. Uh, what, is your, what is it? Man? I don't care. All right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Not a big MLS fan. I won't pretend to be. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll get into it later. You know, I do like the Red Bulls because they're from New York, obviously, close to where I live. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's really whatever yeah, to me. I, I hear about it and I watch sometimes, but it's just like, shrug my shoulders, honestly. It's, 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 I can't even... I'm I'm just I just can't even speak about the MLS like besides this game because I thought this game would be a standout game standout game for the our domestic fans that enjoy watching the MLS. So if you guys have any comments about this me going into the MLS for a game of the week, you can you can at me or at Fuse from the Touchline cool. and have your comments. All right, well let's let's finish up with some of our thoughts here before we close up on this. Um, who was your standout performer of this match week? Oh, all right, well. I think we, Sergio, we mentioned this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we mentioned this before, but Sergio Aguero, he had one goal versus Feyenoord. Feyenoord. Feyenoord, sorry. Excuse my Dutch pronunciation. Pronunciation. <laughs> Feyenoord. Feyenoord. And three goals versus Watford. I mean... All, all nice goals to you. All, that, all very nice goals. He was in the right position. He made the right runs. He had great... Lots of crosses yeah. to him, too. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of impressive to see someone his size... Who is not, you know, as dominant in the air? Yeah. I should say, as like someone like Giroud, who fi- thrives off of crosses. You know, seeing someone like that score that many crosses from that many crosses is pretty impressive. I have to say, yeah, I mean, it's he's he's a world class player for me, definitely. Yeah, I mean, well, well, let's before I say my stand performer, I want we want to touch on this. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, um, in the world class element, Harry Kane. Oh yes, Harry Kane. We wanted to mention this real quick. Uh, you had Spurs. He had it was a two goals and one goal against it was, Dortmund. It was, a, it was a brace against Dortmund. Two goals against Dortmund, which you know that's we talk about him playing in the Champions League now on the biggest stage. You know that's where he'll be a world class player. But then you go home back to against against Swansea and they, they draw zero zero. He has a crossbar. He has shots wide. If he's world class, he, he should, should be scoring. That should be easy goals for him. I, but he should be he should be taking control of the game and he should be like Messi. He should be that difference between a nil nil draw at home and a one zero win. You at need home. that standout player to sort of make that standout play to win that game, you know? So that that's where my Harry Kane thing is, you know. I, I'm not being biased though, I'm just generally saying I, I think that, you know, he he does play well in some games and other games it's just like he doesn't finish the chances he of has course. to. So obviously, obviously that's just like where I stand on that, and we'll see. Like I said before, it is huge to see the his Champions League form, where obviously he has two goals already. But I think you're looking forward to he has to score consistently in the EPL this year and Champions League to be considered yep. world class. So we'll see about that. I agree. Well, you're top performer now. I want to okay, well, hear this. This is interesting. I like this one. I like this one a lot. <laughs> We're gonna switch it up here a little bit. <laughs> My top performer this week is Raul Escobar, our co-host. Actually, you know. We talked about this in the uh, in the intro. He's on fire for our, our team right now. Yep. He had our first goal against Sirius in conference play this week. Um, this weekend, I should say. And uh, you know, he had six goals in five games. Do you think he can keep this up throughout the entire? Season? I hope so, man. Because it is it is awesome to put next to someone in this kind of this type of form. I see him. You know, I went, I was I was I was on for about two minutes uh, against Sirius when he when he scored. No, I shouldn't. I said uh, Albright. I mean, last week against Albright. Yep. And uh, he scored probably ten feet from me. He was very. He was in the right place at the right time. Calm and composed. And and the, your center defensive mid Cam. Uh, your his name is Cam. I know it's funny that Cam. Center attacking minutes. All right, Cam. He Cam Gibbard. Cam Gibbard. Yeah, we'll give him a little shout out. He got a little touch on the back of his right heel, sort of put that ball into Raul's positioning, and then whether you, it was on purpose or it was not on, on purpose. Uh, well, yeah, we we watched film and we kind of concluded yeah, it was not yeah, on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> it was not on purpose. Did he admit to? Did Cam admit to it not being on purpose, or was he? He, he tried. He tried saying it was his assist. But you know, when you watch the film, he wasn't not looking at Ronaldo. He would know. He was. He was making that run to that to that corner of the eighteen. Eighteen. But anyway, 
Raul has great positioning on where he wants to put the ball and where he wants to place where he wants to place the uh the ball. So I mean he'll be he'll be a good player for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, a quick shout out to him too. Hopefully yeah. he gets uh he gets healthy. He actually hurt his ankle really? against your sinus. Uh, I mean, hopefully he'll, he, should, he should be good by the weekend. I hope. Do you think he'll, he's going to play tonight? I hope so. We'll see. We'll see how he's feeling today. I haven't seen him yet today, but uh, that's my performer of the week. Yep. Obviously, yep. He's uh, he's doing fantastic. Hopefully, he gets his form to keep going. Uh, who's your worst performer? My worst performer. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, but but Andre Lacazette. <laughs> you mean Alexander Lacazette? Uh, Alexander Lacazette. Sorry, but Alexander Lacazette. Why? Why? He missed a sitter. Against Chelsea, I did see that. He missed the sitter. Oh my! But um, shouldn't shouldn't Ramsey have scored that in the first place, though? Yeah, it should have been. It should have been put away. It should have been easy, easy goal, easy game. But hey, you can do it. You can get, you can do. Sometimes the game's cruel like that. That's why you like to play it. We like to come back for more. You know. I mean, he still, you still have to give him some space to settle in England because I think that you know he definitely will be good for Arsenal. I mean, I think a month from now he'll put that away easily. Tap that in, right. hopefully. You know, it, it is against Chelsea. That's a, that's a big game. So you know, uh, that's that's rough Do you think, on me. I don't think he he's been given enough op, enough opportunities being an Arsenal player so far. I would say in terms of opportunities, I would say service because he's had you know he has played in the big games already. He's been started in the games he has to start in. But uh, I, I do think he needs more service, and I think like once he gets more on his feet and he gets the balls in from Ozil, and hopefully has a connection with Sanchez. I, don't I think want to see. I don't him think he has never played. He hasn't played Alexis yet. yet so I mean, I need to see that. Cool. I need to see that together. I need to see Alexis on that left wing. I need to see on um, Alexander Lacazette on that center forward role. I need to see. Need to see um, I, I'm going to see Ox on the right side. If I'm being honest here. For. Oh no, I'm kidding. I was joking. I was joking. Joking. You just said Oxlade Chamberlain. I was trying to. I was trying to dig a dig at you. <laughs> well, my worst performer of the week has to be Wayne Rooney. I have okay. to say it. Uh, you know, people probably won't like me saying that because he did play decent, but I do think that you know, in order for Everton to, to take points from a game like that, he should have scored multiple times. Yeah. Like he had like three or four shots from close range that you know he should have. Someone of his caliber just scooped up easily, right? Or even just blocked with his leg. Yeah. Someone of, of Wayne Rooney's caliber should be scoring that, and that game would have been so different if he had put those away. Because if you know, if it comes one-one or, or two-one to Everton, obviously it would have been such a different game from a you know a neutral perspective. I think that you know, man, you might might have not had that barrage of three goals that they had in the last ten minutes, where it w- would have been something where it'd been like Everton being more defensive or sitting back mm-hmm. instead of trying to chase. Do you think the ball. it was more? It was more back and forth during the first half, or do you think it was primarily? Uh... Manchester United taking control of that game. I mean, you you look at that goal from Valencia. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That well, was no, no. You could put two goalkeepers in that in that in that, in that was that was unreal. unreal. I was I was in practice during that goal, and uh, you know got back got out of practice and I saw the goal and I was like, oh my gosh, my entire team crowd around me saw yeah. the goal and they they were they were they were loving it. So yeah, that I was mean, it's a great goal. But what as you were saying, sorry to go on a little mini tangent. No, no worries. I, I was just saying in general though, like. Uh, I think that someone of his caliber, you know, he did have a decent performance, like I said, but, you know, just to kind of put this in words of why he's my bad performer is because that that was a huge game for Everton. You know, they, they don't probably usually take points at Man U, but, you know, having Man U being in such great form so far, after a draw to Stoke, you know, their confidence should be kind of, not should be, could be a little shot. And uh, I think that, you know, with that confidence-wise, confidence level being down, you know, Everton should try to nick something away from home. You know, maybe not win, but, you know, Rudy should score one of those goals. He had had a lot of chances, obviously. And, you know, that was disappointing not see him score. That's fair. No, yeah, I agree. 
Okay, well, it's time for our first ever listener spotlight. We're going to highlight uh, two people, actually, who, two people that... who, who chimed in on Twitter for us. First, at uh, uh, have underscore picnics. He tweeted us thoughts on Christian Pulisic turning 19, and he was actually being compared to Messi and Ronaldo yeah, in terms games, of... His games comparison. Games, goals, and international goals, I should say. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this? What Do you, do you think that it's this bold, is a justifiable... Uh, so ju- bold. Justified uh, comparison, or no? No. No? No. Neither do I. No. <laughs> I mean, you got to look at it like this. You got to say that Messi and Ronaldo, the teammates, the teammates they're surrounded by in the international stage and in the club stage. Think, think about age 19, though. And age 19. Okay. Age 19, uh, Ronaldo is at Man United for two years, correct? Yeah. He signed for Man U. I looked up That's earlier. 17? Signed Man U at 18 years old. 18 years old. Okay, so he's so already Man U. Messi's obviously already in Barcelona. Yep. I mean, yes, you do, give or take. Pulisic is at Dortmund. I mean, like, he's played in some important games um, for Dortmund, but I do think that Messi and Ronaldo, by 19, had faced tougher competition, obviously, to get into the international teams of Argentina and Portugal. And uh, I I think that, you know, he's a good player, but... I don't think that at this at this stage you can really compare him. Uh, you can't really to, do that. You can't do that with that with him because that's a lot to ask for from him and with the team that he's surrounded with at Dortmund. It's not a bad team, but it's not compared to the Man United team that Ronaldo was surrounded by at eighteen, and not the um, eighteen or nineteen year old Messi at Barcelona with the team that he was surrounded by with Ronaldinho and etc. You know, and even think about Portugal like Luis Figo. And all these guys who were probably on Portugal at the point at the time where Ronaldo was 18 years old or 19 years old. That was, I mean, I, I don't think that. You know, I think it was definitely uh, a very worth a mention for on our, on our episode today. I appreciate this, uh, the viewer, oh, this, yeah, the listener. It's, it's a great thing, and I'm going to actually read off the numbers right now. That I actually pulled up the tweet that he put out with the picture that Sports Center actually provided uh, provided the their followers with, and it says that Pulisic has 60 club has 60 club games, nine club goals, 18 international. Games seven goals and compared to Messi, it's thirty four club games by the age of nineteen. Yeah, this um, is all by the age this 19. all this is all by the age of nineteen. Nine club goals, nine international games, and two international goals. And with Ronaldo, it's fifty three club games, six club goals, zero international games. That's what's a little interesting. From that's one of the points that we should go back and and talk about. Like the international stage, Ronaldo was not in that fixture at nineteen years old. Do you think it was because there was Luis Figo still? Kicking it. I mean, Deco. Think about Deco. It. That whole team was pretty, pretty involved, right? I, I, if you look at the attack from Portugal, think about those big names when he was Costa. nineteen years old. I mean, he probably was in the subs, maybe, or he was kind of close to breaking through. Right. He was. I think that's a tough. It, it's it's definitely it, it does bring a discussion point, but I think that you know you look at the players, the, the caliber players like now in terms of Ronaldo and Messi. I mean, I don't think Pulisic will ever get to that point where he's like a Ronaldo and Messi like in the future. No, it it's sort of like that hype that they had with. Like not as not as hype they have with Freddie Adu, but he's sort of on that stage of like where Landon Donovan was for that Golden Boy when he played in the MLS at first. But this is different now that we have a a young star from the United States from the United States sort of blending in in the European stage. You know, yeah. So I feel like it's a good thing for him to sort of be in that European stage. I mean, yeah, just, and him, for him to, to develop even, to even be in the light of this comparison. You know, to to be like. Mentioned in the same in the same breath as Messi Ronaldo at this ripe age of nineteen, I think that is impressive to you know even be in that conversation. So correct, kudos to him for that. Uh, our second, you you can take this over this one because this is your your friend. Oh yeah, actually. my friend Christian at uh, at Cristiano C H. 
Cristiano with a with a capital O. I don't know if this is matters or not, but he said <laughs> he said sporting taking down Olympiacos in crucial Group D matchup. Don't sleep on club sporting. Uh, I agree. I mean, sporting is a very very good team this year. You saw their attack with Dumbia, and he's their their counterattacks are lethal. They're lethal, and they're gonna have a very interesting matchup with Barcelona and Juventus in the next upcoming weeks. So, what do you think that Juventus can make it out of this group? I mean, I think I think bottom line though is Barca and Juventus should make it out of this group. Of course, put it in that way. I mean, I do think that it is once again an interesting viewpoint brought by one of our listeners. Yeah. But I do think that you know you should expect Barca and Juventus to to make that this group. to make that yeah. So I mean. Anything can happen, really, with this group. We just got to see how Sporting goes up against the uh, against the big boys, you know? Cool. Not saying they're not a big boy themselves, but sort of the other teams. Okay, well, uh, thank you to you guys for coming on at us on Twitter, obviously. If you really do um, like what we're talking about, obviously, give us a quick mention on Twitter. This is definitely something we can keep doing uh, every week. If we have some uh, some listener perspective, yep, uh, I definitely think we can. You it's know, a good it's a good addition that we had to the, to the yeah. podcast. Yeah, it, so. it does does bring some you know some different opinions, not just from us. Obviously, it, it kind of that was kind of cool. I never would have thought about sporting you know getting out of a group of Barca and Juventus before this if I hadn't known from this tweet. Obviously, so yeah, I was I agree with you. I was sort of not paying attention that sporting game but i was aware that they were doing well in their in their group so okay. far so well let's start closing this up you know we're running out of time here um what are your final thoughts from this week uh mine are i'm happy that we expanded on more platforms having sp- our podcast our podcast yeah. our, po- our podcast platforms having spotify pre- or not spotify soundcloud premium sorry and uh having the itunes availability you know Definitely. I think that would definitely help us grow and, you know, get us more more viewers, uh, listeners. I always say viewers. I- I'm still stuck in the same thing. I mean, at some point I'm thinking that we should expand to a video. Oh, that'd be we awesome. We should go into video. We are. We are actually, I should say, we actually are on YouTube. I post, uh, I post the episodes on YouTube just as kind of like a, a last resort. If you want to, if someone needs some way of watching on YouTube, I don't know. I put them there just in case. But you same thing. Search views from the touchline on YouTube. They're there. Episodes are always there. Of course. They'll always be up there. Um, my final thoughts, it's kind of weird not having the Champions League this week, you know, obviously we're not going to talk, we're not, we, we'll talk about the fixtures next week, obviously, when the episode comes out, but uh, I'm definitely really excited for the, the Champions League to return next week. That PSG-Bayern game is mouth-watering. Yes. I can't wait for that. Yes. That is such a big game, you know, just to test out, you know, your Neymar, Mbappe, Cavani thing with the whole PK thing as well. Uh, See, there's that also, tension there. Also, I, I think that you have to test PSG's defense because, you know, Unseen they've played so such far. not great competition of yet, course. and, and like, I'm very excited to watch that, obviously. But uh, what else? Is, what you, else is your yeah? What Give was me. your most important thing learned from this week? Most important, I feel like money is getting to players' heads. Well, imp- you single out Neymar here. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Just, I'm reading. I'm not reading to, an here. No. Not to point out anyone, but I think <laughs> Neymar is making that statement coming, coming true so far with that because you see the way he's acting he his, unfollow, ego, his, his ego. ego is growing along with his bank account so i think it's a bad thing so i, I got think one two three four five right. six seven eight abs in my bank yeah. <laughs> i think that um neymar needs to cool it a little bit because he's gonna be a team player because i actually follow him on instagram as i think you guys should should too he was actually in london yesterday he was hanging out he was, he's yeah, i feel like he's, he's everywhere he's clubbing He's clubbing. Who Someone knows, with yeah. the supreme, supreme. Uh, I mean, with the kind of money he has. Though. Yeah, with take a private jet. Louis Vuitton supreme. Take a private jet there in the morning. Come back yeah, in the evening. 
It's crazy. And I mean, I just, I think that he needs to sort of cool it a little bit. How about you? My most important thing learned is that there's still, every year there still aren't players who are loyal to their teams and um, to their former teams, I should say, in modern soccer. And, uh, you know, players like Lukaku, who still choose to celebrate against their former team, I think that's so disrespectful. That is disrespectful. You, you see it every year. I think at some point, like, you look back 10 years from now, and, like, there are players who left. I mean, yeah, it, like, you look at Sol Campbell, who left, who left Spurs. That was, that was the most shocking thing, though. I, I do see where that comes from, but, I mean, just, like, I think that ever since, like, the year of 2000, this became a thing where, you know, players have... I, I, get, I get the money thing now. Like, that makes sense to me, but, like... You still you should still have the respect though of the fans, the managers, coaches, yeah. coaches owners, all that stuff. You should still have that kind of respect there. Cool. Agree. Okay. Well, that does it for us on this week this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is kind of a little longer. Probably will be probably hope an hour and ten minutes. It's probably maybe. an hour and ten minutes or so. I mean, you, you guys you guys will have a good time with this. You can skip around. We actually suggest that you might skip around a little bit and go a little bit forward and see a little more of the conf- content that we put together but I think that this episode as a whole is great so definitely we'll be back again next Tuesday for another busy week of soccer world once again follow us on Twitter and Instagram it's both at views FTTL search us on Facebook at views from the touchline and you can support our blog by logging on to views FTTL.wordpress.com look out for Raul's article coming up later this week uh, he, he said he should have it done at some point, so obviously you put that on the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can get the link to that. You yep. guys have that. Alan, where else? Uh, uh, you can also find us, I can't believe I'm saying this, but on the iTunes podcast by searching Views from the Touchline. Please also take a second to leave a quick rating on iTunes. This will help us grow as a podcast. Feel free to share with this with anyone who loves the beautiful game and wants to get up to date with things all soccer. Cool. Well, have a great week, guys. You guys have a great week. See you guys next Tuesday. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye, guys.